Greetings everyone, welcome to Ujima Spirit Podcast. I am your host, Tika Taylor. Today's topic is establishing healthy boundaries. Now every relationship or social interaction have established boundaries that guide or govern them. These boundaries may exist in many different forms. We have cultural customs, traditions, and religious beliefs. Now these different practices dictate what individuals and groups can and cannot do in terms of their behavior, conduct, attitude, roles, responsibilities, or duties. Now these customs, traditions, and religious beliefs pretty much establish certain boundaries telling people what they can and cannot do. So this is not an individual boundary, it is a collective, it is a group boundary that is already established in the society by the custom, by the culture, by the traditions, or religious beliefs. We also have common sense, which is a collective rule, law, or expectation of how people should act or behave. Now, that's going to depend on the culture, what those boundaries are going to be. But it's common sense because everyone knows these common sense practices and they are very common. All right, so we have common sense group boundaries that people already know because they're commonly practiced. Now, in most Western cultures, we do have exceptions especially when we have the Italians and the Spaniard from Spain and maybe the, the, the Greeks from Greece. Most Western cultures don't touch people physically without their permission. I mean, you cannot cross those boundaries. In most indigenous cultures, most people like physical touching. It's common when people are socially interacting with members of their group. Right now, this common sense. So it's common sense in Western culture for people not to touch without permission. It's common sense for the people within indigenous cultures to touch because this is something that is widely known and accepted. Now, let's give another example. In most Western culture, people don't like to stand too close to people. It's considered to be a violation of their personal space. On the other hand, In most indigenous cultures, people can be very physically intimate and they don't mind standing close to each other because it's acceptable. It is the norm to be affectionate by kissing on the cheeks when they're greeting each other, hugging, shaking hands, or just being very touchy. All right. So it's common sense in most indigenous cultures to do that. So as we could see, each culture have their own way of establishing boundaries. Now, boundaries could be spoken or unspoken. People don't necessarily have to verbally express what their boundaries are because it is assumed to be or just expected. Now, that is unspoken. Now, spoken boundaries, people have to actually verbally express their personal boundaries because people may not really know. So you have spoken boundaries where people have to say 
individually what's expected because other people may not be aware. And then you have unspoken where it is common sense. It is culture, it's tradition, it's spiritual um, belief or cultural practice that people should or shouldn't do certain things. Now, as we can see, each society, race or group, have their own unique boundaries, which basically serve as a code of conduct. Okay, how they express their emotions, opinions, or thoughts. How they express physical intimacy, display affection, whether it be publicly displaying affection or privately. They already have established boundaries. What is okay and what is not okay. So if you're traveling to a different country, you're entering into a new culture, or you're going to a new location where people have different spiritual or religious belief, there will be different boundaries. So what is commonly acceptable in one culture may not be commonly acceptable in another culture. Okay? What is respectful in one culture may be very rude and disrespectful in another culture. So it varies from culture to culture, from race or different groups. What people consider to be healthy boundaries and what people consider to be unhealthy boundaries. Now, it's very important for each individual to be consciously aware that they have the right as human beings to have personal boundaries and decide how others should engage with them. All right? So we just spoke about collective boundaries that is established by society for the group. Now we're talking about individual because a lot of people can identify with the collective boundaries and they follow them, they respect them, and they honor them. And they don't see anything wrong with that because that's just the way that they deal with each other. Now, when it comes to personal boundaries, sometimes people have a problem and people have issues with that. But as individuals, we all have human rights. And one of our human rights is to be able to establish our own personal boundaries where we decide as individuals how we're going to allow others to treat us. That includes talking to us a certain way, contacting us, communicating, relating, interacting, socializing, or sharing with us. So we're going to establish boundaries. We're going to say what is okay and what isn't okay. Now, basically, boundaries are not set to control or dictate others. Okay, you're not trying to force others to behave according to your personal standard or keep them out of your space. Boundaries basically serve to help us identify what we want out of relationship or interaction. What is best for us in order to have the experience we want? Obviously, no one is going to know you intimately or personally like you know yourself. Therefore, only you know what's acceptable or unacceptable for you. Some people do believe they have the right to infringe upon others' space, rights, time, body, property, thoughts, or feeling. Some people don't understand that there are limits and restrictions. 
they will go as far as you allow them to venture. They feel entitled to have the power or privilege to control others. They feel like they have that right to tell other people what to do. They can make them do things, act a certain way, or feel a certain way. They can make them even have a certain type of reaction based on what they're doing or what they're saying. Some people feel like they have that right, especially people who are part of a dominant group. They are part of a group that has power. Okay? Now, because they're part of that group that has power, they believe that they are entitled to force people who don't have power to do certain things and they don't respect their boundaries. So because of these individuals, that's also one of the reasons that we need to have clear boundaries because we need to know what we're going to tolerate and what we're not going to tolerate. So in order for us to deal with these reckless, irresponsible, selfish, arrogant, or sometimes deranged people who are trying to control us or trying to dictate our destiny, it's very important that we establish clear boundaries, not just for them, but for ourselves, so we know as individuals what we're going to permit and what we're not going to permit. Because as I said, there are people who have no regards at all for other people. They don't care. They don't acknowledge others as being valuable, important. As a matter of fact, they see you as less than and not worthy of their respect. They don't acknowledge your self-worth. So they feel like they can do whatever they want to you. But when you have clearly established your boundaries, they won't be able to get away with those things because you're going to stop them. Right? So boundaries are an acknowledgement of our rights to control or govern our own lives. It's a realization that we have the power to choose our path of action. We choose what happens or not happen to us. Boundaries are basically about having the power to control ourselves, not others. Now you can tell others what your boundaries are, but it's their choice to follow it or not. Now example, you can set a boundaries about how much time you spend with someone, yet they can still demand more of your time. Now obviously you can't stop them, but you can choose not to respond to their requests. Some people will not expect no from others. They, they will not accept it. They won't expect it because they always believe that people are going to always say yes. And they're not accepting it. So we have expect and accept. Alright? So they will try to coerce, pressure, or intimidate others to give them what they want. Some of these individuals will throw tantrums, be aggressive, be violent, or verbally abusive when trying to impose their way on others. Now, our boundaries protect us from being used, abused, or taken advantage of by these negative individuals. We are reminded by our boundaries what is acceptable 
or unacceptable to us under certain conditions or situations. Now, let's find out why should we have boundaries? Because a lot of people basically don't understand. I just gave some reasons why it's absolutely necessary to have boundaries just to protect ourselves. But let's go into a little bit more detail of how that works. Now, let's break it down to the common denominator. Now, why should we have boundaries? It's self-preservation. It's your duty to take ownership of your life and personal responsibility for your well-being. It's your obligation to protect, save, help, and nurture yourself first before investing in others. You are your top priority. You know what's best for you. You teach others how to treat you. All right? So we all have that self-preservation instinct that tells us that we have to protect ourselves and we have to be able to survive no matter what. No matter what obstacles, challenges, personal difficulties we encounter, the self-preservation instinct makes sure that we're able to keep going no matter what. All right? So as part of the self-preservation, we have to nurture and protect ourselves. And that means we have to develop ways, develop tools, access resources so we can keep ourselves safe. So that is why we need boundaries because we want to be protected. We want to feel safe. We want to be comfortable. We want to be able to ensure our survival and the survival of our generation from one lifetime into another lifetime. Now, another reason why we should have boundaries is self-boundary. So before we have boundaries for others, we establish boundaries for ourselves, okay? You impose your personal boundaries for yourself to ensure you're getting the best self-care, self-love, self-discipline, self-healing, and self-empowerment. So it's absolutely necessary to establish those boundaries for you, for your personal well-being, to make sure that you're going to have the standard that you need to follow in order to be your best self. You can't ask anyone to care for you if you're not caring for yourself. You can't ask anyone to love you if you're not loving yourself. You can't ask anyone to be disciplined when they're dealing with you to maintain certain boundaries and control if you're not doing that for yourself. Very important. Now, another reason why we should have boundaries is that boundaries create guidelines and rules for ourselves and others. You know, there's basically, we're telling other people, these are our guidelines, these are our standards, these are our rules. They impose reasonable limitations to foster personal growth. Alright, so they prevent disrespect or negative behavior towards you from others. They reduce or discontinue it. Now, sometimes you may not be able to prevent disrespect, but you can reduce it. Or you could discontinue it. If somebody is being respectful, they're not respecting your boundaries. You may not be able to prevent it because you can't stop them from doing it. But you can reduce it or you can stop it by 
let, let that individual know that they are violating your boundaries. Now, you can stop people from controlling you when they desire to do so. That's why you have boundaries, because you know that people will try to control you when they want what they want. If you have boundaries, that will definitely put a stop to that. And having boundaries allow you to say no or stop certain inappropriate acts. If you didn't have no boundaries at all, it would be anything goes. It would be like the wild, wild west where any and everything happens. It would be total chaos and confusion. But because you do have boundaries, you know when to say, wait a minute, stop. This is not okay. All right? Now, your boundaries are basically tools to help you navigate when you're interacting with others. Boundaries pretty much help you make others accountable for their behaviors and their actions towards you. Boundaries are in place to make some people know there are consequences for their behavior. Some people think that they can do whatever they want and get away with it. All right, but when you let them know, you inform them that you have boundaries, that behavior is not acceptable, so they have to stop. And if they don't stop, definitely there will be consequences. Now, boundaries help us become more stable, secure, and balanced, knowing what can or can't happen. Can you imagine living in a world where you can't predict somebody else's behavior? I mean, you don't know exactly what they're going to do, when they're going to do it. You don't know if they're going to hurt you. You don't know if they're going to kill you. You don't know if they're going to attack you because it's socially acceptable. Now, maybe people live in certain environments where we have that, where there are no established boundaries. You know, people live in crime-filled neighborhoods. Maybe there is no personal boundaries or societal boundaries, and people are doing whatever they want. Now, in most cases, there are societal boundaries. People just violate them because they're not in their right state of mind. Whether they're on drugs and alcohol, whether they have mental health illnesses, they have problems. So they cannot adhere to certain boundaries. All right, but there are always boundaries, as I said before, spoken, unspoken, common sense, or just collective boundaries. But for some reason, some people just do what they want. And once once that happens, you have no stability, security, or balance. Now, having boundaries help you establish that stability. All right, now nothing is 100% guaranteed, but at least you have an awareness that, hey, I'm going to be okay. I'm not going to be harmed because people know that there are limits, there are restrictions, there are things that they can and cannot do. Now, of course, people can find themselves in situations, people who may be incarcerated, in prison, maybe they have no boundaries that are respected and they feel out of control. They have no stability or sense of security. People who are victims of human trafficking, people who are enslaved, people who are kidnapped, people who are in a domestic violence situation, obviously those people feel unsafe. They feel insecure. They're afraid because really their boundaries are definitely not respected. Now, another reason why we should have boundaries is help foster understanding and clarity about you know, our expectations of each other. What you want, 
where you stand on certain issues and where other people stand and what they want. Now, boundaries help establish good health on different levels, emotional health, physical health, mental health, and spiritual health, and even financial health, as well as sexual health, all right? Because if you are adhering to your boundaries and you are respecting other people's boundaries, of course, it promotes good health. It promotes good health. Now, on the opposite, if you have no boundaries or your boundaries are being completely violated, of course, you're going to be stressed out. You're going to experience mental fatigue. You're going to be distressed. You may be traumatized. And if you are, that's going to affect your physical health because once you stress, then it compromises your immune system. Then you have all type of problems. You may have all kinds of psychosomatic problems, body aches, headaches, stomach aches, all kinds of problems physically. You may have problems mentally. You're foggy in the head. You can't think straight. You may have amnesia temporarily. You may have difficulty expressing your feelings. You may be angry. You may be agitated. You may be irritated or frustrated. So if you're going through all these stress symptoms, of course, that will compromise your overall health. So establishing healthy boundaries help us maintain good health on all levels. Now, another reason why we should establish boundaries, it helps us in social interactions and relationships, and it lays a mental foundation for us. Now, people know or they're aware of what's acceptable behavior and what to expect from others. What's most likely to happen, give people a sense of safety, stability, and comfort. Without boundaries, there would be a high level of stress high, be a high level of uncertainty, doubt, worry, and fear, as people would be totally unpredictable, chaotic, confusing, and off balance. Basically, boundaries give society structure, order, and discipline, not just for individuals, but as we can see, for the collective, for the group. Now, we can see what happens when there's respect for social boundaries. We can see, we have peace, we have tranquility, we have stability, we have order. Now, on the other hand, when there is no respect for social boundaries, we have crime, violence, slavery, aggression, rape, sexual assault, oppression, exploitation, and sometimes even genocide. So it's very important that we understand why it's necessary. It's very, very necessary to have boundaries. Because sometimes people only think that it's something personal. It's something personal, but it's not. It is not just personal. It's collective. It's group. So we have to establish boundaries as individuals, as a society, as a group, and on the collective. All right, now let's talk about different types of boundaries. People obviously can establish personal boundaries. That is the first one. You know, you have to establish self-boundaries. We already talked about that, but let's just review it. Now, what do you mean by personal boundaries? The rules and guidelines that you have for yourself in every aspect of your life, every area of people activity, you're going to have personal boundaries. And we're going to talk about that. Now, you have your personal needs. You establish boundaries around your personal needs. 
You know, what you're going to eat, what you're going to drink, what clothes you're going to wear, how you're going to express yourself, how you're going to take care of yourself, how you're going to love yourself, how you're going to discipline yourself, how you're going to empower yourself, how you're going to defend yourself and protect yourself, what you're not going to allow others to do. You're not going to allow others to define who you are and what you should be. You're going to be respecting yourself in terms of your talents, your strength, abilities, personality, individuality, intelligence, lifestyle, and so on. Okay? Now, personal boundaries. You're going to respect your personal boundaries and you're going to choose to respect other individuals' boundaries. Right? Now, others can't establish boundaries for you. Only you can do this for yourself and be willing to enforce it. So, we started off talking about different types of boundaries. We spoke about the collective boundaries. We already did that. And now we're talking about personal boundaries. And then we're going to break that personal boundaries into different categories. Because we have to establish boundaries in every area. In every area. One of the areas is relationships. When we have relationship with individuals, whether it be a family, whether it be a friend, whether it be a coworker, whether it be a neighbor, whether it be a stranger, whether it be a husband, a wife, a girlfriend, a boyfriend, uh, the father or mother of your child, you have to have boundaries, okay? You have to establish what is acceptable, what isn't acceptable, what is expected or unexpected, what's prohibited, what's appropriate, what's inappropriate, what's healthy, what's not healthy, Okay, what behaviors you're going to tolerate, what attitude is going to be okay, what mindset, what your personal beliefs, your emotions. So it's very important for us to establish boundaries in our relationship in order to be able to have the type of relationship that we seek. Now, people don't know what we want. So that's why when you establish personal boundaries, you got to know what you want so you can establish those boundaries in your relationship. So if you don't know who you are and you don't know what you're doing, and you don't know what you want, what you don't want, it's kind of hard to kind of tell others what you want and you don't want when you don't know that. So when you go into a relationship, you go without establishing boundaries or you're establishing unhealthy boundaries because you don't know what you want. You don't know who you are. You don't know where you're going. You don't know what's happening. So it's important to establish boundaries in relationships, healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries are boundaries that are going to protect you, nurture you, guide you, empower you, and help you practice self-care, self-love, and self-empowerment. Now, unhealthy boundaries, obviously, are gonna open you up to being abused, used, and violated. Okay, now, let's continue. Now, you have to establish boundaries for your physical Self and for your physical space. It's called physical boundaries. Respecting individual rights. Right? Now provide physical safety. So when you're dealing with physical boundaries, you have to establish standards, rules, and guidelines for your physical safety. Meaning that you cannot allow people to hurt you physically. Alright? So you have to Establish boundaries. How close do you want people to come to to you? Do you want people to be up in your personal space? Do you want people to, to, to always be up on you? 
or you would like a certain distance to make you feel comfortable and safe. The, the proximity and the distance, all right? Some people can be very threatening and intimidated. They get all up in your face. And some of these people are strangers. You don't even know them. And they come and they're trying to touch you, touch your hair. And, and, and they're so close, they can literally spit on you when they talk or you can smell their breath. This is how close they are. So when it comes to physical boundaries, you have to establish what is acceptable distance, social distance, and how close is close. What is proximity that you're going to allow people to get close to you? Now, again, it depends on the culture. It depends on your personal you know, views and your personal values, how close you're comfortable. Some people are very comfortable with people being close to them. And some people are very uncomfortable. If you're uncomfortable, then you need to let people know that they're violating your personal, physical boundaries. Now, you have to provide space between yourself and others. When you're conversating, when you're standing, when you're talking, when you're observing, when you're just walking around, there's a certain space that you give other people, all right? Physical contact. Do you permit people to touch you? When you don't know them, they touch your hair, your face. I mean, how comfortable are you with people touching you? And if you're not comfortable, then don't let them do it, okay? Sharing your physical space, what's okay or appropriate? Physical space, meaning that can somebody sit real close to you? Can their body make contact with your body? You know, sharing your physical space. Can someone sit across from you or next to you? What makes you feel comfortable, all right? Physical violation, what touch is inappropriate? What touch is not acceptable? People touching you in a certain way. So you have to be the one to establish these physical boundaries for yourself and for others. What what are you going to allow people to do? And what is it okay for you to do to others? Because some people don't mind people doing things to them, but they're very uncomfortable doing it to others or for others. So you have to establish that. Now, as we talk about physical boundaries, we also have sexual boundaries. Now, you have to be the one to decide what is sexually acceptable for you. What is comfortable for you sexually? What is appropriate? What is healthy? What is comfortable touching? What is comfortable kissing and hugging and being physically intimate with somebody? You have to establish these boundaries before you get into a sexual relationship with anybody. You have to let them know what you are comfortable with. Okay, if you're not into anal sex, you need to tell people that. I don't do that because you're not comfortable with it. It's not a matter of right or wrong. You're not comfortable with it. Maybe you have health reasons that you're concerned about. You don't want to engage in anal sex. You don't want to do oral sex. It's important. You don't want to deep French kiss or tongue kiss. It's important that you let people know you don't do that. Because if you don't let them know, they're going to assume that it's acceptable for you and they're going to ask you or they're going to just do it. Because it may be common sense in that area that a lot of people engage in those type of sexual activity. So some people will assume that you like that. So you have to be the one to let them know you're not into that. It is very important to establish sexual boundaries. Men. Women, we have to be able to communicate with each other because some guys may assume that a woman's no means yes. And some women may play no, but they really mean yes. 
when it comes to sexuality. So we have to be very clear in communicating our boundaries with each other before we engage any type of sexual activity. So there will be no confusion and no violation of each other's boundaries. Now, a lot of guys do get accused of rape when they don't respect women's boundaries. It's not about penetration. A man is not considered raping a woman if he's penetrating her. Some women consider that a violation, not necessarily a rape, if they touch them in a sexual way that's inappropriate. It's sexual assault. It's not rape because you're not penetrating, but you know, you're touching them inappropriately sexually. Maybe they don't want you to touch their breasts or their butt. Maybe they don't want you to touch, you know, certain areas in certain ways. So it's very important that you communicate your sexual boundaries. You have the right to say no. And a lot of people who've been sexually abused have no sexual boundaries. Or a lot of people who've sexually experimented as children, sometimes they don't have any sexual boundaries because they haven't been taught sexual boundaries, right? And sometimes they have unhealthy sexual boundaries. We all have boundaries, but sometimes whether they're healthy or unhealthy. So when we say boundaries, we usually imply healthy boundaries. But of course, they can be unhealthy boundaries. And we'll talk about that later. Now, you have to establish boundaries with your time. Very important. People don't understand that. Setting time limits or restrictions. Establishing a schedule for yourself to complete activities. How much time do you need to complete an activity. What do you need? Five hours? Three hours? Four hours? How much time do you need to interact with people, socialize with people? You have to put a time boundary because some people don't respect other people's time. You tell them that you have a meeting with them at one, they show up at five. They don't respect people's boundaries. You know, you tell them that you're gonna do an activity for 30 minutes, they wanna do it for five hours. So you have to clearly establish your time boundaries, conversation boundaries, all right? You have to establish these conversation boundaries. What types of conversations do you want to talk about? You know, what type of topics do you want to discuss? I mean, is it okay that you talk about sex, you talk about religion, politics, race, finances, your personal mental health issues? I mean, what subjects are taboo or off limits? How much information are you willing to disclose to other people? Are you going to talk in public or you prefer talking in private? Are you going to be personal or are you going to be impersonal, formal or informal? Are you going to be restricted or open? It's very important that you establish those boundaries in your conversation because some people are free spirit and they can talk about anything and they don't have a close boundary. They're very open and other people are very, very private or shy. So it's very clear that you let them know that you're not comfortable having certain types of conversation or you're not comfortable just disclosing certain things. Now, social media boundaries. You have to practice social media boundaries. Some people like to post everything on social media. They have no limitations, okay? What you share, what you post, the comments that you make, okay? Who you befriend, who you're associating with. Very important because one thing about social media, whatever you put out there is out there. You can't take it back. So if you don't establish boundaries, you can get yourself in some trouble, right? Because sometimes you have people go on your social media page to find information out about you, to see what type of person you are. What are you posting? Are you posting nude pictures? Are you making rude comments? Are you being verbally abusive to other people, writing nasty comments? Are you vulgar? Are you 
you know, just uh, provocative sexually, you're exposing yourself, you have to establish boundaries on social media. What is it that you want people to see? What type of image of yourself you want to project? You have to have limitations. And boundaries are nothing but limitations, rules, and guidelines. Psychological or mental boundaries. You have to guard your mind. What you allow into your mind. You have to have boundaries. You know, some people, they are very sensitive, you know, to certain type of information. They don't want to read about the satanic Bible. Maybe they don't want to watch, you know, a, a movie where people are being killed. Because psychologically, that's going to bother them. It's going to interrupt their day. It's going to really cause them to be upset. So you have to establish psychological boundaries. All right. Now, protect your mind from negative thoughts, negative environment, situations. Keep your mind healthy, focusing on positive things. So you have to establish healthy boundaries for your psychological state, for your mind. Very important because you want to avoid mental pollutants. You know, people are always cursing, using profanity, being abusive, you know, being negative. You don't want to be around that because if you are, it's going to cause you to have a lot of problems mentally. All right. So guard your mind mentally. Now, emotional boundaries. How much of your feelings do you really want to share with somebody else? And how do you want to express your feelings? Okay, you want to express your feelings verbally, you want to just act it out, you want to tell people how you feel, or you want to show people how you feel. Are you going to wear your emotions on your sleeve? People are going to know how you feel based on expressing on your face. Emotional boundaries, you have to establish emotional boundaries for yourself. Now, you have to protect your emotions. You don't want people to bombard you with their negative emotions or energy. Some people will always bring you their troubles. They always tell you their fears, their worries. They always bring some negative emotion to you. You know, do you want to be around people who are angry all the time? People who are jealous? People who are mean? You know, people who are just very destructive in terms of their emotions. They're they're all over the place. They're everywhere. So it's important that you establish emotional boundaries. What you allow yourself to experience emotionally, what you allow yourself to express and what you allow yourself to encounter when it comes to other people's emotions. Finances. It's very important that you establish financial boundaries. You know how much money you're going to make, how you're going to spend your money, how you're going to save your money, how you're going to invest your money, how do you talk about money, and who do you loan your money or give your money to. Very important. How you make or earn your money is just as important to who you give it to and how you spend it. So all these things are important. Financial boundaries. Some people like to financially abuse people. They like to take advantage of people. So it's very important that you establish financial boundaries for yourself and for others. You're teaching people how to deal with you. We just spoke about the different types of boundaries. All right. Different types of boundaries. Now, let's talk about how do you know that other people are violating your boundaries? How do you know? How do you know other people are violating your boundaries? Now, now boundaries allow our internal clock to signal us when something is wrong. Feeling uncomfortable, angry, 
frustrated, nervous, anxious, disappointed, afraid, concerned, worried, or upset. Sometimes it's just an uneasy feeling, nagging sensation that something is off or just feeling off or weird. Now, each individual has a different way of knowing intuitively or emotionally that their boundaries have been violated. So we're going to be talking about today. How do you know? I mean, you know, besides feeling these psychological things or emotional things, getting these weird sensations, feeling, I mean, besides that, how do you know that you are being violated? Your boundaries are being violated. Now, let's give some examples of how people violate your boundaries, all right? Besides feeling a certain way, obviously, sometimes you can see it. It's right in front of you, all right? So, let's break it down. Now, when people intentionally or deliberately violate your rules, guidelines, or standards, disregarding your request to follow these basic guidelines, you know? I mean, that's how you know. It's like you're telling a person, don't call you at 4 o'clock in the morning, and they're calling you every day at 4 o'clock in the morning. That is intentionally, deliberately violating your rules and your guidelines. So obviously, you know that you're being violated. Now, others are imposing their will on you or trying to force you to do things you clearly stated were against your desires. Now, you said that you don't want to go see a horror movie. And someone is trying to force you to go see horror movies because they love horror movies. And they're not taking into consideration that you told them that you did not want to go see a horror movie. They're not taking that into consideration. It doesn't matter to them. They just want what they want. Another example. Others have no consideration for your time. They'll schedule activities for you without your consent. All right? I mean, they have no consideration for your time or your space, your resources, or your feelings. Now, they'll violate your space and don't really care about that. As long as they get what they want, they don't care. Okay, the resources, they'll use your resources. All right, and you have property, you have material things, you have books, you have clothes, and these people will take these things and they will not have any consideration. Sometimes they'll borrow things and don't return them, or they'll break them, or they'll mess them up. All right, so when a person has no consideration for your time, your space, your resources, or your feeling, you know that you're being violated. You know, your boundaries are being violated. Now, with the resources, you know, you have to have property boundaries. A lot of people don't have boundaries for their property. They have things, they work hard to get things, but yet other people don't respect what they have. You know, they don't take care of their things. You know, they have no regards for your material possessions. Okay, continuing on how do others violate you? Others knowingly make you feel uncomfortable, uneasy, insecure, unsafe, or frustrated. They do things that they know you don't like just to get under your skin. So if they're doing that intentionally, knowing that you're going to feel uncomfortable, that is a violation of your boundaries. Now, others are unwilling to hear out or listen to your issues with them. Disregard your concerns or minimize them. Dismiss your needs. Okay, that is definitely a clear violation of your boundaries when a person don't even want to hear about your issues. They don't want to hear it because it's it's not important to them. 
all right and one of your boundaries is that you don't want to be ignored or you don't want to be dismissed or disregarded you know they know this but yet they intentionally do that to you now another example others attack you when you call them out for their violations they try to blame you make you feel guilty or shame of yourself they gaslight you they try to reverse the situation picturing you as the bad person instead of taking responsibility for their actions. So we see this all the time. People try to gaslight me and make you think that you're crazy because you call them out for what they're doing to you. Now others try to hold you responsible for their roles, duty, obligation, or job. Passing the buck to you when it's unfair and unnecessary. So when a person try to hold you responsible for themselves, try to make you take care of them, or take care of their duty or obligation or force you to take on their job or role, mm, that is a violation. Others may try to make you responsible for their emotional well-being or their emotional state. Or they'll say, you make me feel a certain way. People can't make you feel any way. You choose to feel that way. You choose to feel that way. It is definitely a choice. Now, let's talk about who have problems setting healthy boundaries. Who? Now, there are people who are suffering from unhealthy boundaries. And there are people who cannot respect other people's boundaries. So, let's talk about these people. Who are they? Now, people with low self-esteem, they lack self-worth, they lack self-confidence, and self-respect. So, because they're lacking in those areas, they cannot set healthy boundaries because they don't see their own worth. They don't understand the importance of doing certain things such as protecting themselves, caring for themselves, or nurturing themselves. They don't see that. So if a person has low self-esteem, it's very hard for them to establish healthy boundaries. Now people with past traumatic experiences, such as if they were abused as children, they were raised in a dysfunctional or unstable family environment, they never learn how to establish healthy boundaries and their boundaries were repeatedly violated. So these people obviously don't know how to have boundaries, healthy boundaries, because they've never were taught. Now, people with drug and alcohol addiction, they live a chaotic lifestyle, they're very unstable. It's kind of hard because they already violated their own personal boundaries when they became addicted to drugs and alcohol. And as a result of using drugs and alcohol, sometimes they create a very unhealthy and unstable environment that makes it difficult to have healthy boundaries. Now, people with mental health problems, they have depression, they have um, bipolar, they're schizophrenic, they're narcissistic, they have anxiety disorders. It's kind of hard for them to establish healthy boundaries because of the mental health issues that they're experiencing. People who are people pleasers, they seek outside approval, validation, or acceptance. Now, again, this is tied to low self-esteem. These people have low self-esteem and they're afraid to displease other people because they don't want to deal with the personal rejection. They want to be included, they want to belong, they want to be accepted because of their low self-esteem. So these type of people, they're, it's kind of very difficult for them to establish healthy boundaries. People who were victimized and have not healed or received help. People who are victims of domestic violence, victims of incest, sexual assault or rape, people who are prisoners of war, victims of human trafficking, and people who are enslaved. Again, people who are incarcerated. 
people who are members of an oppressed group or a minority group. These people, it's very hard for them to establish boundaries because their boundaries have been so violated. Whether it's violated by individuals, it's violated by the group, or by the institution or the government. Because of this deep violation, these people feel powerless. They feel helpless. They feel weak. So it's kind of hard for them to to have boundaries because they're not able to enforce those boundaries. It's very difficult. Now, other people who have a difficult time setting boundaries are people who are never taught how to establish boundaries. You know, some people have a victim mentality. You know, they, 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 they have an inability to say no. Again, this ties to the low self-esteem. They blame others without taking any personal responsibility. They have a sense of entitlement. The world owes them for being a victim. They avoid taking personal responsibility for themselves. So because of this victim mentality, you know, because of the trauma, because of the low self-esteem, they have a hard time, uh, you know, adapting and establishing healthy boundaries. People who are controlling, domineering, manipulating, or abusive, basically people, people who are narcissistic, they have a hard time establishing personal boundaries. Now, martyr, self-sacrificing, people who believe in being nice, no matter what the situation may be. Even if someone is being rude, mean, selfish, or disrespectful, these individuals don't know how to set boundaries. These people are usually victimized by others. They're victimized by bullies, abusers, scam artists, or manipulators. They actually have faith that people will change because of their niceness, attention, generosity, contribution, patience, tolerance, or acceptance. But no matter how much work they put in, nothing changes. No matter how nice they are, things or people remain the same. No matter how many times they take full responsibility for others, it doesn't work. They help others at their own personal expense. They sacrifice everything but get nothing in return. So people who are martyrs, they're willing to self-sacrifice, they have a very hard time establishing boundaries. Now people who love too much, people who are willing to do anything for their ideal concept of what love is. They really believe anybody's love is good love without realizing just because somebody says they love you doesn't mean it's love. If you're always, the key word here is always, giving more than you ever receive, you're loving too much. There may be moments or situations when you may give more because the situation may require it, but not all the time. You have to tolerate people's unacceptable behavior, attitude all the time. You know, you're deserving of your forgiveness. They are deserving of your forgiveness all the time. Your love is never reciprocated. So you never, never get anything back. You solve other people's problems. You take care of them. You provide for their needs. You give, give, give. You love, 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 but you get nothing in return. These people usually have self-esteem issues, maybe past trauma, maybe they're depressed, maybe they, you know, have gone through some traumatic past traumatic experience. They fear abandonment, they fear rejection, they fear being alone. And they just give too much. It's, it's just an exaggeration. They're trying to compensate for something. They think that they can 
buy love or they can influence people to love them and they don't understand that love is a gift love is not something that you earn or something that you work to get this is something that's given to you freely now what happens in these relationships where people love too much they end up creating spoiled brats and controlling partners because all they do is give 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 all right so it's very difficult for them to um reap what they put out there because they're usually dealing with people who are narcissistic, people who are very controlling people, sometimes who are psychopaths, okay? Now, let's talk about how to establish your boundaries. Very important. How do you establish healthy boundaries? We're going to talk about that. Now, the first step in establishing healthy boundaries is self-reflection. You have to know yourself. Know you. Know what your values are, your morality, your principles. Know what you need and what you want. Know what you like, what you dislike, what's comfortable, uncomfortable, what's appropriate or inappropriate. Okay? Once you know thyself, then you're ready to establish boundaries. You're going to know what's good and what's bad. Now, once you do that, make decisions for yourself. You can't allow others to make decisions for you. Others cannot establish boundaries for you. You have to establish your own boundaries. Now, what's in your best interest? That's how you're going to make your decision. What works for you? What keeps you healthy? What keeps you happy and stable and safe? What's favorable for you? What's going to help you in every way or in in a specific way? So you have to ask yourself these questions so you can make good decisions for yourself. Okay? Now, know yourself, make good decisions for yourself. Learn to trust your, yourself. Learn to trust your intuition, all right, your guts. You know, trust your spirituality. Get in touch in tune with your spirit, with yourself, your spiritual self, all right? Get in touch with your abilities, your strengths, your talents, your emotions, your feelings, your emotional intelligence, okay? Connect with yourself. Learn to trust yourself on all levels. Now, know your personal limitations, what you can't do and what you don't want to do, okay? What you can tolerate, what you can't tolerate. What's going to push you over the edge or overboard or beyond your limits. What gets you angry, resentful, irritated, upset, frustrated, and disappointed. Now, establish your personal boundaries in relationships with intimate partners, with family members, co-workers, neighbors, friends, strangers. Establish your personal boundaries in social interactions, public or private. Set your boundaries at the beginning of any relationship, contact, or interaction as soon as possible. Let people be aware of what your guidelines and your standards are. Now, enforce your boundaries assertively, consistently, assert your boundaries. Be positive. You don't have to be aggressive, violent, or rude. Alright? If someone violates, cross, or overlook your boundaries, you have to be able to enforce it. Be honest, direct, and realistic about the situation. You don't exaggerate or be extreme. Alright? Don't excuse it, rationalize it, or justify it. Accept the situation and deal with it appropriately. Enforce your boundaries. You've got to be able to communicate with that individual who's in violation. 
Okay, bring the issue or your concern to the other person's attention, making them aware that they have violated or crossed your boundaries. State how you can fix the problem or make amends. You want an apology? Offer a solution, take personal responsibility, be accountable for their behavior. Offer a solution, what do you want? How can this person make it better? Now you have to follow up your action. All right, if a person violates your, 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 your boundaries, and you're enforcing your boundaries, you have to follow up, okay? There are consequences for that. Now, if an individual continues to violate your boundaries or fail to acknowledge or take responsibility for their actions, you have to follow up with action to protect your boundaries. You can establish new ways of dealing with with that person, or you can end the relationship or interaction. You could ignore them, Report them to a higher authority if it's a work environment or it's a public environment. Or you could just remove yourself. Remove yourself or you could end all contact. You could end all contact with that individual. It's not necessary for you to be in contact with certain people, especially if you don't have to be. All right? Now, continue with establishing boundaries. It can be a challenge to deal with people who have power or authority over you when it comes to enforcing your personal boundaries. If you're dealing with a police officer, a government official, family members, business, or anybody who's an authority figure, a teacher, a boss, you know, it's kind of difficult to deal with those type of people, all right? It depends on the role that that person is playing in your life. Now, but you have to be strong and consistent in enforcing your boundaries. Don't allow anyone to intimidate you to back down. If the person is being aggressive, forceful, or violent, get some help from others in a higher position. You can file a complaint, you can write a letter, report it to the police, business organization. If it is the police, you know, they have a chain of command that you can report them, all right? Now, you can't forcefully impose your boundaries on anyone or make them act in a respectful manner towards you. It's impossible to change other people's behavior or, you know, make them respond favorably, favorably to you. However, you can speak your mind and make peace with the situation by working on yourself or you could walk away from that person or completely change the dynamics of your relationship or interaction. Working on yourself means that you may find ways to cope with the situation since you can't remove yourself, since you can't walk away, so you're working within yourself. If you have to establish some type of peace of mind and you know you start looking for a way out, you start finding a solution to the problem, because sometimes you just can't walk away. Sometimes you just can't avoid this person who's violating your your boundaries. You sometimes it takes time for you to work it through. Okay? Now some people are narcissistic. They're manipulative. They're abusive and controlling. These individuals will intentionally violate your boundaries just to get you to react. You know, just to get you to be upset or angry, just to rob you of your peace and your joy. Just to establish power over you and to create conflict, problems or confusion. But again, it's up to you to stick to what you know and establish clear boundaries, being healthy, being realistic, and moving forward, okay? Boundaries are necessary to help us create the type of life that we want. Boundaries are necessary to 
help us treat ourselves in a good way and to remind others of how we want to be treated. Thank you.